You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. No Julia today. It's, but she's uh, probably doing something embarrassing somewhere. Uh, maybe she's prepping for Fanex, which is coming up. Um, episode 380 of I the have, New Utah podcast. I have two things to say really quick right off the bat. One is Phoebe is in the most inconvenient place where either Jeremy has to have <laughs> his foot underneath her or right now he's using her she's as a footrest. Foot Just use her as a footrest. Yep. It's fine. She'll move. And the other thing is, is for some reason, the Excedrin that I took for my migraine really makes me like the word fuck right now. So I might be saying that a lot. <laughs> Also, she's probably going to talk more than normal because she's on caffeine and I usually, and I don't, Brie gets talky on caffeine. I don't really drink caffeine or eat a lot of caffeine, maybe. Oh, and you're eating chocolate covered pretzels. I am dark chocolate, which means there's even more caffeine. Between the two. Yeah, I went to Trader Joe's the other day. I was downtown. I've been to Trader Joe's in a while. I do like Trader Joe's. There are a few things there that I really like that they do a fantastic job on. Most of it is just fucking packaged garbage that I wouldn't. And we talked to, uh, what's his name from Pyrodos mm-hmm. about oh, yeah, what yeah. they've done. I'm not discounting what they've done. They've been pretty genius in the marketing aspect, but it's not like their shit's any more special than anywhere else. But like, they have a couple of items that are kind of exclusive. They're Mandarin Orange Chicken. That they have is really fucking good. Uh, is it Mandarin orange chicken or just orange chicken? I think it's Mandarin orange chicken. Does it matter? They have that. Well, it's a special kind of orange. It's their chicken. Pe- it's not peanut butter, but it's the something butter, cookie butter or something that they do that's like exclusive just to Trader Joe's. They have their own speculos. Yeah. What's you cookie can, butter? You can get cookie butter elsewhere. Cookie butter is Biscoff cookie butter. It yeah. it's, tastes like a spice cookie. Yeah. They've got their own... But it only comes out like in the fall, so I'd assume it'd be out soon. Uh, they're, they do naan. They have like frozen naan. Oh, that's yeah, their really naan's good. really good. Uh, so that's a pretty spectacular item that they have. And then outside of that, those are the two things that I find there that I like quite a bit. They also have um, like chocolate covered sliced bananas, which are pretty good. Mm. They have a really good selection of like dried fruits and stuff. If, oh, yeah. Don't they have them in the bin? Like the bin? The bins? No, but they have it, like a huge selection of stuff. It's, it's, all been, it's been a while since I've been there. There's a coconut thing that you like that only they have. Right? Yeah. So they have coconut pieces. So instead of like dried coconut chips... They're like thick pieces oh, yeah. of coconut, and I really like those. I like those. They just opened, well, just opened one, I don't know, four or five months ago. They're on State Street. Oh, really? And yeah, it's by the Party City, or Zurchers, that's what it is. So Zurchers, and I think it used to be like an Albertsons on the other side of it, like combined, but that other side's been empty forever. State and ever. Street and what? State Street and about 100, about? State Street and wherever. About 114th-ish. Oh, really? Yeah, so Kitty Corner from Shields. Oh, you could oh, like really yeah. stop by on the way home. Yeah, just like open by the Best Buy there. Yeah, yeah, oh. across from the Best Buy. Oops, sorry, across from the Best Buy and stuff. Yeah, that corner uh, where the yeah. Taco Bell was in the corner. Uh huh. In that that shopping that, complex. Yeah. Hey, why in Utah we do we add the to things? What we're going to the Walmart. We're going to the Taco Bell. Why? Why, why do we do that? I'm not I, like singling like, singling you out. I'm just I don't wondering. do that. You just did. How by the Taco Bell? Yeah. No, the Taco Bell. Buy Taco Bell. No, because I'm, ta- it's, no, I'm it's, referring to Taco Bell as a thing, so the Taco Bell. 
There's a Taco Bell right in there. Should you call it the Taco Bell? No, then you would say by the fast food restaurant. The one that bugs me is we're getting McDonald's. Yeah. You're not getting McDonald's. You're getting food from McDonald's. Well, it's that's what it is. Is McDonald's? Is <laughs> the food? It's the same thing. Or it's like in Texas, everything's a Coke. Yep. Every. I hate that. What kind of Coke you what want? What kind of Coke you want? You're like, I want a Sprite. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Everything's a Coke. I would just be saying no all the time because I don't like Coke. That's because you're a communist. It's fine. It's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in other places, it's pop. That's true. And then here, it's like, oh, you're. I ba- say drink. You just like regular Coke? You're fucking basic. You got to go to one of the shops and get like 15 things in that Coke. And pay $4 for the same drink you could get at a gas station for 99 cents. I'm not going to say that having a Dr. Pepper with raspberry puree and creamer in it isn't good because it's fucking delicious. (laughs) But it's also not something that I would get every day. Like, I don't understand those people that get that stuff every day. You know what I drink most of the day? Wawa. Water. Drink water and coffee. I don't even drink coffee most days, especially in the summer. Fuck. It's getting cooler, and I'll probably start drinking more coffee again, but it's mostly water. I have my big... Well, you've been to my office plenty of times. Yep. My big mega, I don't know, Cool Joe or whatever, the cheap... The Walmart brand. Yeah. But it takes... It's like half a gallon. I think it's massive. I'll do couple of those a day. Yeah, your Walmart brand Stanley mug. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a Stanley brand Stanley mug that I've used a couple times recently. Oh, speaking of when I used it. By the way, this is a show about Utah. <laughs> I don't know. If we totally derailed yet. us. I apologize for that. Uh, but not really. It's place. all right, though. It's all right. We're talking about Utah stuff. Um, I uh, I did my yard this weekend on you Saturday. You did your yard? I did the yard. Uh, I, uh, I tilled the yard and the planted the seeds and raked the seeds and watered the yard. <laughs> she's like not even looking she's at eating. you now. She's eating, so she's not going to say anything yet. Um, no, I uh, I tilled the entire yard, um, uh, all of it in one day. The whole backyard? Yeah, the entire backyard. Um, even the stuff that I had replanted, I tilled back over it and just because it'll come back. And, and I just wanted to seed everything as evenly as possible. Um, my forearms hurt for three days. I that, believe it. That tiller, like just controlling the movement of the tiller, it's all forearm. I mean, there's some core and some. Is like, there's the tiller that's like attaches to your trimmer, or is it its own? No, it's its own full-on tiller. It's electric. electric. But it is electric. Yeah, so I just plug it in, and Do-do-do-do. that is probably the most annoying part about it, though, is dealing with the fucking cord. <laughs> It's electric. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember back in the day, and Jonathan always laughs any time I tell the story. There for a very short time, uh, electric mowers were popular. I'm talking late, probably 80s, probably 80s, 70s. Yeah, but when they were all plug-in. But it was a damn extension cord. Yeah. People ran over them all the time. I did. So Bree remembers how big my backyard was. I mean, my backyard growing up is about the size of my backyard now. It's mm-hmm. big because our growing up, our house was the last house built in this neighborhood. Most of Neighborhood was built like the 60s and 70s. And it was kind of like corner-ish, but not the corner. So it's like the weirdest shaped lot. So it was the leftover. Anyway. It was like, we'll just build all these houses and then this house gets this. And then when we get to the end, eh, we'll put a house on this weird lot. Anyway, so for whatever reason, my dad jumped on the bandwagon with the electric mower. But like we had to put three extension cords together to get everywhere. And then we had all kinds of trees and garden space. And so... You're trying to grow, and and I will admit, I know my dad doesn't listen to this, and 
There's no way he doesn't know this by now. And I ran that mother over on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I ran over the court. So he just kept kept patching it. I just kept oh running it over. <laughs> oh, hit it again. Sorry. Now they're batteries. I, my, right. my mower is electric now. I love it. I love not I having to deal I don't even notice. He'll be like, I'm going to mow the lawn. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Dude, I thought you were going to go mow the lawn. It's like, yeah, it, it's done. It's so quiet. I don't have to fucking deal with gasoline. Unlike ever. our crew. Yeah. Well, We I don't mean, have to know. worry about I mean, um, whole different ordinances yeah. for, for like case. time either. So if he gets up really early in the morning and decides we, he wants to mow the lawn. We, we roll up on our typical lawns. Um, most of our yards are half acre. Four, three self-propelled mowers and a riding mower. 12 to 15 minutes is yeah. what we can do. Yeah, you got, you got good, you got good commercial like here. So, but we're up to, ah, we got like 14, 15 lawns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And they're good, they're good mowers that last a while. And, um, yeah. So anyway, I did the whole yard. Uh, um, hopefully it'll, the seed will take. I got some help from Mother Nature, uh, with a massive rainstorm. Yep. That, uh, that's the storm that flooded Vegas. And, that could not uh, have been better timing for what you did, though. Flooded Black Rock City and made all the burners get stuck in the mud. Oh, I was going to bring that up. So it's Mark's been out there the whole time. I know, yes. So our, our, our lovely Senator Mike Lee, the dumbass. Mike Lee. He came out with a statement that that was God's punishment for all of those evil people. He's a dumbass. Like, he made it like a public statement. To be fair, like, there's a lot of weird shit with Burning Man. Like, aside from, like, the normal, like, hippies and drugs and shit, there's a lot of, like, fucking, you know, famous people in Silicon Valley folks that, like, fly in or get carted in. The shit's all set up for them, which is, like, totally against the initial tenets of Burning Man, which is, like, be self-reliant. They're not relying on themselves. What is Burning Man? Burning Man is a festival in the middle of the fucking desert in Nevada that is 70,000 people form basically an RV and tent city That's for a awful. week. Um, it is awful because it's That's the fucking dirtiest, fucking shittiest. Like the sand there is also incredibly alkali, so it's yeah. really basic and it does not fucking come off. It's, it's, it has evolved. I remember when it kind of first started, I remember hearing about it in college and this is weird. I, I mean, and, and back then, it, and it's a music festival. Not exactly, kind of, but not. Exactly. There, there are music things going on. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of self-expression. There's a lot of drugs. Um, it is. Think of it as like a farmer's market on steroids. But it sounds but horrid. You can't buy or sell anything. Everything, well, supposedly everything is supposed to be traded. But yeah. then so, at night they have like the electric parades, so everybody gets on, electric. Gets on their. They have a lot of bikes out there. Crazy vehicles, and they make, like, these massive houses. What sucks is all the shit. They make massive art installations and stuff, and, like, they make this big man that they light on fire on the last day. Yeah, the last day. Which they did yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah, because they didn't. Monday. They weren't able to do it the day it was supposed to because the monsoon. Yeah, so they did it on Monday. Um, but all those idiots that just fucking left, like, and got stuck in the mud, like, you guys are morons. Just wait it out. Like, you're not going to get out. There's a reason they told you not to try. Yeah, I mean, you see these pictures of all of these, like, RVs, like, now encased in what looks like cement, because they, like, sunk to their axles. Why is this a thing? Uh, I mean, it's it's a thing. People like to do this stuff, so. That sounds horrible. There's a, sounds well, horrific. like, you know, Dom, 
Dom's been doing Burning Man for years and years and years. She's she's one I'm of the pretty originals. Sure she, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's like an organizer person. Yeah, she is. That's what, her, that's what Mark was doing. They're split up into groups. I don't know exactly how it goes. Correct is if you know camps is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, camps. And each camp is its own kind of thing. So you have to get permission from a camp. So you can't just go and buy tickets to this you, thing. You can buy tickets, but you have to have access to a camp. And you have to know somebody. And, and tickets are like 500 bucks. I mean, they're not. At least. They're not cheap. So you're paying $500 to go camp in a shitty place where you drive around. Uh, but with with 70,000 like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. It's, <laughs> it's That sounds horrid. Think of it as <laughs> Fanex. For seven days. I guess, yeah. Where you live yeah, there. You're not making it sound better. <laughs> <laughs> you're not right, though, because it's yeah, those... I am right. No, no. Of course. It's, it's Fanex type of people. Yeah. And each camp is, is like a... It's good. They've got their own things. Artistic camp. And there's the... there's Believe it or not, there's actually a garbage camp where that their job is to... Like collect garbage yeah, and deal with all the waste. And, and then there's the the shower camp where that's their thing is they provide. Anyway, I, I yeah. don't. We'll have to ask Mark. Yeah, it's it's really. Maybe interesting. we'll have him on just to talk about Burning Man. That would be actually a good idea. We he should. posted a bunch of cool. Actually, we should just have too. him on because he's he's done a million podcasts and he's done comic books and shows and. Also, he's he's kind of a, a. Does he still write for Bleeding Cool? I don't know. No, Are they, they're not even. No, he hasn't for a while. Yeah. They, it just. We should have him on as a man about town. It wasn't worth it. Long story short, it wasn't worth it for the amount of time and effort, the, the very little, tiny bit of money, and and the little bit of recognition. It just got to where you just didn't have time for it. Yeah. yeah. Same with the uh, big. Is it big, big shiny, shiny robot? Because he wrote for them yeah. for a while, and that's actually how we met him. As he did an article, Mr. Big Shiny. For and anyway, but yeah, but yeah, no, it'd be cool to have him on get his take on Burning Man. Yeah, that would be interesting because he's not. A normal burner. He went out there at the request of his dom, and and uh, you know, so he was out there with dom the whole week. And Brandy was on. That sounds so funny. Stoked. What? Because no, I don't. Dom. People don't know. He went out at the request of his dom, but it sounds uh, funny. like his dom. Well, yeah, his okay, dom- not his matrix. dominant, not his dominatrix. So his his mom. Domus his mom. <laughs> There's a whole thing there. We should have Dom on the show. Actually, we've asked Dom, but Dom is taking a break from media right now. I don't blame her. Um. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, Burning Man was all like the whole rain thing. That's kind of crazy. Like it never rains there. That's why they go yeah. there. And uh, thank you, Mike Lee, for your statement. We we appreciate it. Well, I mean, it made fucking national news um, multiple days in a row, which is a little wild for Burning Man to make top headlines. I yeah, it always makes news, but usually not the front page. Not, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Why did they decide to burn a man? It, it goes back to the. It's got its origins in the Wicker Man. Have you ever heard of the Wicker Man? Sort of. So the Wicker Man is was a, was a real thing. Um, England, Scotland, areas like that. If you if your city or your village had issues, you would build this Wicker Man. I don't know if you'd necessarily do sacrifices to it, whatnot. Ultimately, you burn it, and it burns away the evil spirits of the village. So that, that's kind of very loose. So they make a giant wooden stick figure basically. Burning man and, and then they burn and it and they it's burn supposed him. to like Like an effigy or yeah, yeah, kind of Yeah, basically. And it looks different every year. Like the, oh yeah, the, the Well I I saw a brief interview with one of the ladies who was on the committee to build it and they it takes eleven months of planning. Oh yeah, they build it. They basically spend the whole year planning. To build it. it. And yeah. she's like, I built it we, we wrapped up about three days before, and she's like, and I got out of there because I don't, I, I've done Burning Man. She's like, 
this part of it interests me. Building this stuff interests me. I have, I want no part of the actual. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. Like <laughs> you really have to be in that that. This group. is definitely not a my uh, a, a brie thing. No, this would not be a brie hobby. Yeah. Burning Man is not a brie hobby. I wouldn't even want to take my shit to Burning Man. It gets so fucking nasty and tore up. Like. I've seen pictures of the inside oh. of people's RVs. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. Well, when that sand kicks up, like there, there's pictures of people like laying there with goggles and like just caked face. Just, yeah. Can What's... you imagine like being in a tent in that? No. Like, there's no fucking way I'd tent that. Like, I'd have to do an RV. And... That look like 9/11 victims that they're covered in yeah. ash. And when you like, like you look out there and you're like, there's so many rented RVs out there too. Like, <laughs> oh, I did see a a TikTok of somebody. That's where you just pay the. Yeah, I'm not cleaning this. I saw a Here's the extra fee. Tiktok for a dude that returned it his rented RV from Burning Man. And oh, it's, just fucking disgusting. It's the RV company going and this guy didn't pay for the, you know, the extended and the this and the that and the <laughs> Yeah, that's insane to me. That's insane. So anyway, hopefully my backyard turns out. Yep. Um that was a long distance from where <laughs> we started, but it's uh, all right. Well, speaking of yards, it's draining the pool. Always sad when it comes to that time of year. It's Labor Day, man. We, we were, I can't remember where we were, but there was like a pool like yours. And I told Chris, I'm like, well, getting ready to do the yard if you want to do it. Now's the time to put it's your true. redneck pool in. Pool in. No, but he didn't do it. I don't want, all right, that's too much work for just me. If I could figure out a way to have a hot tub not be a pain in the ass, I'd probably do that again. If you but... could heat it up enough, I'd get in the pool, but you yeah. can't. Not yeah. Not and then starting to clear out the garden. So obviously some of it's still... Got a ways to go, but like our beans are done. We've had some really good beans, but we had some like last Thursday and they were just so bitter. Not good. Mm. So starting to peel, take out the stuff that's kind of at the end of uh, like our zucchini. They've kind of given their all at this point, you know, coming into September. They're just not that good. The cucumbers have been really good, but same thing. They're just kind of getting bitter. And so starting the, starting the, I cut my process. garden back to my garden of weeds. I weed whacked them all down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not picking these again this year. I'm just going to weed whack them. I'll just till that shit. I don't care don't if they're seeds. You weeds. You pull them. Whatever. I don't care if they're seeds. I'll just till that shit back till in the ground. Spring. So, yeah, it's, fall's not quite here, but it is right around the corner. What's well, Yeah, I mean, it's officially it's not enough here, around the corner that it snowed up at Snowboard. Yeah, it's yeah. Snowed first snowfall of the year. September 4th. <laughs> That's fucking wild. September, was it yesterday? No. Yeah, it was yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Yep. September 4th, snow up at First Snowbird. snow of the season. And they are doing Oktoberfest up there right yeah. now. Um, that's the That'd time be of year. fun Oktoberfest, actually. Uh, no, that'd be fucking miserable and cold. It depends on how cold it is. I mean, I don't think it was like a blizzard. It was. Yeah, no, it was. there was a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't like I mean, it was also Monday, not Saturday or Sunday, so I don't know that Oktoberfest was going on on Monday. But it might have been but because of the holiday, Day. so I don't know. Who knows? They were wearing the heavy coats and busting out snow shovels, that's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, wet trash pool's gone, huh? Draining the Draining so. Oh, I did go to Walmart because I needed toothpaste today. Yeah. They got their pools on clearance. And now it's time so to get one. if you want a white trash pool, they're cheap. Now it's time to get one. The sweet above ground pools, maybe I'll dig it down four feet. Imagine how much this, <laughs> our, digging ours down the like five inches yeah. we did just to get everything. Well, you know, what if you got like a one of those uh, little backhoes, just the little ones, like the bobcat style ones? If you rented one, like yeah. from, that would help a lot. Yeah, but then you'd have to get blue stakes out. I know there ain't <laughs> shit in my ground where I would put it, but like you got to get blue stakes out. 
Then you got to dig down. And then you got to decide what you can do with all that dirt. My guess is, well, I'd put it against my fence because uh, it needs it badly. <laughs> There's big gaps at the bottom because <laughs> of the erosion, because of the stupid dog getting rid of all the grass and stuff that was on the back end of the fence and then just running. Well, the and the multiple cars that have driven through it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Multiple cars, repairing the fence a couple times doesn't help. And our neighbor to the east of us, their yard is like, oh, probably a foot lower than ours. Yeah. And when they had their dogs, they let their dogs dig against the fence. And so a lot of our dirt, like, poured there, yeah. over there, poured into their yard. And neighbor on the other side higher. So, like, yeah, we're on a hill. Kind of yeah, terraces. Is, uh, yeah, exactly. Not and significantly, but. It's more slopey between their yard and our yard. I don't know what the people... I think it was the Japanese people that we just assumed died at some point. <laughs> they did something and it was fine when they were there and, and we had grass and they had grass and everything was like all mucked together. But then the, the people that moved there after and not their yard die and their dogs chew on our fence and everything like that, that destroyed it. And then now our yard is dead. And well, also they pulled up all those trees and fucking pulled up there the were fence like with them. Three trees or. Yeah, the back. Now thing. they were dead, but their roots were still like holding some ground in, and now that no, that's not there anymore. My dog keeps pushing underneath my leg, and when she does, she pushes it up against the wood under the thing, and it's, it hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, so there's stuff going on. There's an election day today. Today, in theory, yep. um, primaries here for, in Utah. For well, some, for some. some. I would assume everywhere, not just in Utah, but yeah. yeah, primary elections. So those of you who are involved with the primaries. But it's for the off-year election. It There's is. Not, so there is one seat up, right? This Chris's seat, right? Not, is it Chris Stewart? No, because no. isn't he our district and we'd be able to vote? Uh, I know it doesn't. I know it didn't affect no. me. I did, There's one race that was going on, but it doesn't affect us. No, it doesn't affect. I want to say it's in Salt Lake, like one of them, like in downtown. Like yeah. Salt Lake proper. But again, these are, these are for... The off year. So these are for the elections that are going to happen in November this year. Yeah. And so. Which is mostly local. Yeah. It's mostly local. I don't know if there's, there might be one congressional seat that's getting vacated or something. I can't remember. Possibly. I know, I know some of Riverton council members are up. So. So it's, it's really small. If you, you probably haven't seen anything because it's really small. Um, also it depends on your affiliation if you even have to vote. Right. So you can't vote in the Republican primary if you're a Democrat. Um, or if you're, what if you're a Democrat dis- disguised as a Republican? You can vote in the Republican primary, but you cannot participate in the Democratic caucus, which is what we have here as a caucus system for Democrats. So actually, I don't know. Is the Republican system here a caucus system? I don't, I don't know. I should look that up since I'm uh, technically a Republican these days. <laughs> um, I just don't see the reason to change the affiliation uh, at this point. And I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to the vote, you vote for who you want. So There's never really a primary race, a Democratic primary race that I'm going to have much impact on. Um, the presidential primary race, um, our president doesn't want to admit that he's got competitors. Uh, and so neither does the mainstream media. So they just kind of ignore them. And the DNC is not having any debates. So, you know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Not going to get to actually vote for that guy either. Uh, so at least as a Repu- registered Republican, I have a lot more say in terms of those primary races, you know. Well, um, and here in Utah, where we're as a Republican state as you can possibly get, 
this way, at least you have a say. Yeah, like well, in I would say that. Like the gubernatorial race. <clears throat> there are lots race. of like Idaho's way more Republican-y than we are. Uh, and Utah is changing for sure. Like, there's no doubt about it. We are starting to get much more liberal. Uh, we'll see where this court case goes with the gerrymandering, though, because um, it is it is going through the courts right now, and um, it might not be great for uh, for the Congress here for our legislature. The Congress, I think it will be good for our legislature. Well, I think it'll be good for our state. I don't think it'll be good for the legislature. I don't think the ruling's going to be in the favor of the state in this instance. I I don't see how it can be. I mean, it's basically what they, essentially what they did, the argument is what they did is unconstitutional um, from a, a state constitution perspective. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, it's certainly not great, though. Just tell me. We've talked about it in length if you want to go back and listen. Like, we've talked about it a lot. Well, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again come February and. Probably. All of that um, shiz. February. Why did I say February? I don't know. November? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. November. I don't know. i just making up some days. I mean, we will be. This is some interesting shit, though. If you really want to go deep, there's some stuff you can go find. Um, so, you know, we have one, the oldest guy ever to serve as president running for president against a guy who would be the oldest guy ever running for president, by the way, and Donald Trump, um, who is also indicted in four different cases uh-huh. Uh, like if you guys are following any of like the social media stuff, you'll see where they're like playing like Laura Ingram and those guys all being all pissy about Hillary Clinton. And we can't have someone who's being indicted on charges. Blah, blah, blah. And now like they're all ah, it's just Rico charges. It's not that big of a deal. It's just racketeering charges, which are probably those Georgia charges are probably the most likely to stick um, because they're state, not federal because they're specific. But anyway. My point on that was, so Utah is now part of Super Tuesday in the primary season of the presidential election. Super Tuesday. Which I think was a good move from Utah's perspective, because by the time Utah got around to voting for primary, it was, it was never of any consequence. Mm-hmm. Like, the primaries had almost always all been decided by that point. There was no... There was no competition left anymore, and so our primary vote really didn't do anything. Now, being on Super Tuesday, they're able to we're able to have an impact on the primary. But the reason that's interesting is um, the trial for the Georgia case. I believe it's the Georgia case. It might be um, one of the federal cases. Is the day before Super Tuesday? Is <laughs> the <laughs> trial start date? <laughs> This is really interesting to have a guy running for president before the biggest primary day in in the election cycle to be in court in court for, for people criminal who charges. Love him, it doesn't matter. Well, I think he's still president and has been this whole time. So, yeah. well, you know, but only for the things that they like. If if he's still, pre- if they believe it that he's president, but they don't like stuff, and for that stuff, he's not the president. That's right. They're just picking and choosing like what he, what part of what what party's president of. Uh, oh, it's weird. Reminder: State Fair is coming up this weekend. Our next. state fair is a great <laughs> no, state. No, I'll fair. turn off your mic. We sing that song again. <laughs> I love you, but that song I don't love. <laughs> She's almost got her mic turned off. Hers is hard to find because it's under the other table, so I have to like. Go get it, turn it off. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Folk Hogan just dropped a bunch of merch, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, if you get a chance, go. I mean, it's all over their social media at the moment, but it's really cool. It's for their upcoming uh, tour, well, local tour. 
They're in Idaho, Montana. Washington, Oregon. It's not really local. Yeah. It's, it's, well. They're going up in the Pacific Northwest here. Not international like the one they did last year where oh, they yeah. in like Germany and places like that. So it's in the United States. But the new merch is out. It's pretty cool. Uh, it doesn't say on there that our good buddy Nick did it, but I'm positive he did. <laughs> oh, for sure he did. Because he sure does all he their merch and his merch and a lot of other bands' merch. But it, it's, it's actually pretty cool. The but big bear. and They do our intro and outro music, so please go see their stuff. Buy their stuff, maybe get a butt plug. I don't actually. They sell fast, though. (laughs) I don't know if they have any butt plugs for sale or not on the site. (laughs) I think they keep a couple with them on a tour just because it's such an eye catcher, a big giant butt plug. That's what Passy was saying when we had him on the show a few weeks ago. He's like, like, there's nothing like at the end. Go check out our butt plugs. And people like think you're lying. And then they come over to the merch table. And sure enough, there's a big butt plug. Um, or a little butt plug. I, yeah, I don't. Does big butt plug mean that the plug itself is big or it's four big butts? Because I would assume most buttholes are the same size, About right? same, you yeah. would think. But the butt could be huge, and how much, right. like, does the butt plug stick out if you got a really big ass? Or does your ass cheat? This side, <laughs> let's stop talking about it. Uh, are you guys just trying to see how many times you can say that? Say what, butt plug? Um, say it a lot. <laughs> I'm not, a- look. The last time we talked about it, we named the episode something along the lines of butt plugs, so I can't do that with this episode. So we got to find a better name amongst all the, name. all the other talk that we're going to do. Um, we were supposed to have a guest tonight um, that Jeremy and I, I know in particular, were very excited to talk yep. to. She woke up ill and she has already rescheduled. She felt absolutely horrible. She was looking forward to it, like, right up until yesterday, talking to people, telling them she was coming, but... So, we'll get to... In fact, Jeremy talked to someone else about her being on the show yep. um, as early as yesterday. Yep. Our contact who helped us find her. So, so. Uh, we will talk to her later, um, you know, when she's feeling better. In um, about a month or so. Instead, though, we're going to talk about uh, another national park here in the state of Utah, Capitol uh. Reef National Park. Um you know, we've we've decided that's some of the stuff that we want to do from time to time because we have a buttload of national parks in this we have in this state. More than most. Not to get us off topic again, <laughs> but I was I had heard that one of our dark dark sky places uh-huh. had to like well they didn't have to. They gave up some of their status because one of the temples Oh, was yeah. placed there. Oh, that's fucking messed up, man. That was it. I think that was in Wyoming. No, Wyoming's been fighting it. It hasn't happened in Wyoming. They've, they've, it was like here. I can't remember that where. Like in Grantsville or something like that? <sighs> Shit. I can't remember. I should have paid more I know attention. the whole, the whole, uh, Wasatch uh, County. Um, yeah. So here, I'll tell you. Thank you. Um, I know the, the fight. But Wyoming's been fighting it. Wyoming, they. Heber. Oh, Heber. Heber City. So as part of a plan to build a temple near Heber City, the the Church of the Mormons uh, wants Wasatch County to relax its rules against light pollution, um, which hopefully they don't fucking I think that do. they did already. They did. Did they actually do it? Yeah. Oh, when you're a $100 bullshit. billion dollar corporation, money talks. Yeah. And they are a corporation. Absolutely. Yes, they, they have are. a corporation. They are the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Utah corporation soul when I, when I do mm-hmm. certificates for those temples. So that really sucks. Heber's going to lose its dark sky designation because, and it's it, like they petition the city to change their rules. And so the city changes them and no, now they're no longer a dark sky because if you've ever driven by a fucking temple at night, they're super lit up. And you know what sucks is over the years, all the homes I've designed in 
that area that I have to do this extensive dark sky lighting package mm-hmm. on all of my plans. I know it's this like, whole thing. Because all the exterior lights have to be pointed yep. down. Like yep. you have to have top shades. And, and there, so it's this whole thing. It's all part of the process. But I mean, I guess now I don't have to do that anymore. But it's stupid. Yeah, man. Just because the LDS church wants to light up the sky. So we will get to dark sky because because this is one of the dark sky places oh, good. in Utah. See, I planned it um, that way. There, there are, just so you know, there are five national parks in Utah. The only two places that have more are California and Alaska. And those Which states are the two, two of the largest states are in the union. Fucking massive, like enormous. Now, there are also 11 national monuments. Uh, historic sites and recreation areas. Those are just the national. Um, and then um, how many state parks? I'm trying to remember. Our state park. No, is it? Oh. <laughs> that's not the song. Um, 43 state parks uh, in the state of Utah. Well, you, you have to you have to look at it. Nearly every guest we ever ever had in seven and a half pushing eight years has said. Nearly everyone has said the their main reason of being in Utah is being outdoors. It's, a, it's, it's true. really amazing. I mean, think about it. That's 16 national, and how many did I say? Um, 43. State. So 59 state and national monuments and parks. Like, that's unreal. Like, that's just a lot of... And if you've ever looked at the map of Utah, it's basically a bunch of open space and yeah. a couple pockets of civilization. Um, so you got the bigger cities, Salt Lake, Provo, Ogden... Orange, but all of that is is here central, and then there is nothing for a very long time going north or south, and then you have other cities here and there. But yeah, Utah is very very open. Yeah, and so Capitol Reef, just to give you some some basic orientation, it's it's uh it's down in Capitol Reef National Park is down in like basically south central Utah, I guess mm. is the best way to put it. Um, so you have. Um, Grand Staircase is directly south of it. Canyonlands is directly east of it. Yeah, four um, corners down southeast, southeast of it, yeah. and then, uh, and then you've got like with Grand Staircase and stuff. You have obviously like Zion's and stuff is is west of it. Um, what's the other one that's west of it? There's um, the big one that yeah, uh, Bryce Canyon. Yeah, um, not Bryce Canyon. No, um, um <laughs> I don't know. But it's between basically between Canyonlands and Grand Staircase Escalante, um, and it's a weird, it's a weird park in that it's really long and narrow. Um, so compared to like if you've ever been to um, Canyonlands or Arches, mm-hmm. um, Capitol Reef's bigger than Arches. It's like any of those half the size of Canyonlands, but Capitol Reef is this really long, narrow park, yeah. and there's a reason for that. But anyway, I just want to kind of orient you uh, where it's at. Um, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere in the south southwest corner of the state. It's not really in the corner. It's basically just in the south of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah. Jeremy's going to go through some history. Capitol Reef's another one that there's a lot of backstory I could go on forever on all kinds of, but I'm going to keep it relatively basic uh, just giving us our, our, our usual history so pe- people mankind have been in the Capitol Reef area since 700 AD uh, and those original people were the what are the, the Anastasi am I saying that right yeah that sounds right Anastasi and the Fremont people so uh, original native tribes 
They actually farmed in that area to a point. They also uh, stored food, stored grains in that area. Uh, they say they assume due to severe drought in around 1250 that most of the population disappeared. And around 1600, Native Americans of the Southern Paiute and the Utes came back into the area, kind of reestablished it. Um, and it flourished until the 1800s when a certain group of people came into Utah. And we dun, just talked dun, dun, about them ruining Dark Sky Parks and kicked them out. <laughs> um, as far as as far as the white man goes, the first actual visitors were uh, Escalante and Dominiquez. Am I saying that right, Bree? Dom Dom. Dominguez. D- Dominique. Are you talking Dominguez? about the Spanish? Oh yeah, it's the Dominguez. Spanish explorers. Yeah, the Spanish explorers. So they were the first to actually. Atan, let's see, Atanasio Dominguez and Velez de yeah. Escalante. They found they found um, Utah before the Mormons. Yeah, did. Uh, Father Escalante is, and that's Escalante he, he Park, which is next to Grand Staircase. That's what it's named. Yeah, after. he was a, a Catholic yep, missionary. Catholic yeah, they were both Catholic missionaries. They discovered Utah before the Mormons. Yeah, so 1775, 1776 was the. They're like um, Franciscan. They wore like the brown robes mm-hmm. with the sandals. Yeah. So that that 1775, 1776 was the time frame that they came through the area, were the first, like I said, white man to discover it. Obviously, it had been around a long time. Uh, it wasn't until 1850. Which is funny because Dominguez and um, Escalante are not white men. No. I guess I should say Europeans. Is that a better way to put it? They were Spaniards. Europeans coming through. Anyway, so it wasn't until almost 100 years l- later that John Fremont came through. Uh, and then 20 years later, John Wesley Powell came through while they were exploring the Grand Canyon and the Colorado River. He sent another group back, though, in 1872. So 1869 is when the, the initial Powell company came through 1872 they sent a surveyor who was under john wesley powell he himself did not come back but uh alan thompson was his name and he's the one that was actually sent by the u.s army corps of engineers to actually document map uh and tour go through all of the the capital reef area so it was a mid 1800s when the mormons came into the fremont river valley established the first town uh called junction which would later be called fruita because of all of the f- fruta fruta because of all of fruta. The, the fruit cheese. None of the towns that were not, you're adding extra vowels. Fruita. fruita. It's fruta. Fruta. It's just spelled. It just looks right. It's spelled, spelled fruit a uh, fruit fruta. Hey, uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell the crowd where you, where you served your mission? Not in fruta. Not in fruta. No, but didn't you serve it in a Spanish speaking place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, fruta is a weird word to be fair. And fruta? Well, and the way it's spelled. I mean, it's spelled fruit with an A, but it's just... It's yeah, just it's fruta, strange. which, by the way, is still a part of the park. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, none of the original towns that the Mormons tried to settle took. They both ended up becoming defunct, and by the early 1900s, basically everybody left. Uh, the biggest they ever had was 10 families <laughs> living in fruta. Wow. Uh-huh. And it, it, But that's where they planted all the trees, a lot of fruit trees. Uh, that now are actually part of the park, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. So it was in uh, 1924, two brothers, or a brother and a brother-in-law, uh, Ephraim Portman Pechtel and Joseph Hickman established the Wayne Wonderland Club because they wanted to call it Wayne's Wonderland. Close to Wayne's World. Just like Wayne's World. 
Oh, that is weird. Pretty damn. (laughs) That's what they wanted to call the area. Uh, But they started doing fundraising, trying to get uh, money to to set up an organization to preserve it as a national monument. In 1937, uh, Roosevelt signed the proclamation creating Capital Reef National Monument, and originally it was for 37,000 acres. Uh, But because of the Great Depression, it, it dried up National Park Service funds, so. Yeah, during the 30s. So, like, this, so this is something that, like, history of national parks. So, Yellowstone was the first back in 1872, but even when they established that there was a national park, there was nothing that oversaw that. It was just no. a thing. And so, in 1916 is when the National Park Service was actually formed and established. And those are basically the people that take care, even still today, of national parks. Right. But in the 30s, in the great middle of the Great Depression, there was no National Park Service funds, so there were like a handful of rangers. Even if there the was, they would have. What right. do they call it when they furloughed? They would have furloughed everybody. Yeah, well, and so right. and basically, like during the early days of Capitol Reef, they're like, "Oh, we'll just assign some people that work Zion." Right. Um, so they had Zion's people, which is not, by the way, not really close. <laughs> like we're talking a couple hundred miles away. Like I'm actually curious. I'm going to look it up. A couple hundred miles away. Um, in the 1930s, so it's not like you're hopping on a. On the freeway, driving eight, and it's not exactly like hospitable either, right? Ew. Like it's pretty shitty um, condition. So, like Zion National Park to Fruta is 183 miles, <laughs> um, and as the crow flies, it might be slightly lower, but you can't really do that because um, there's terrain. We're not you can't, well, you can't really cross some of that mountainous terrain. Well, very Zion's is a massive cavern. Yeah, it's it, a huge. It's not easy to get around. And Capitol Reef, the same thing. It's not like it's easy going terrain. So no, yeah, they, yeah, it's it's rough. They so. just take a couple of the Zion's National Park Rangers, and, and they're say, like, "You guys deal with this park." Hey, why don't you keep track of that park? So obviously, not a whole lot went on with it. Well, and the park itself, being thirty thousand acres, like that's a lot of space for two guys. And this is just a monument at the time. So right. let's be clear, it's not a park yet. Right. So in the nineteen sixties. National parks were seeing uh, an increase, so national parks start becoming popular once again. Some weird stuff was going on politically back then. Um, we had, this is like in the 50s and early 60s, this is when you had like entire lakes turning red with fucking nasty toxic algae and people were like, oh I shit. I thought you were going to say red with blood. We just can't fucking dump our shit into nature and it have no consequences. Like we should fucking preserve nature. And so it was really popular right. during hippie times to create national parks. Right. So, uh, 1968, Lyndon B. Johnson adds 215,000 acres to the 37,000 acres, and it becomes, uh, now it becomes a, an actual national monument. No, national or, park. National park. It becomes a national park. Yeah. So, uh, it, it takes time. So, 1968. Seven times the original size. Yeah. And now it's a national park. So, 1968 is when it goes through, but it, t- it takes into 1970 before mm-hmm. it's actually recorded and becomes a Capitol Reef. So December 18th, 1971 was its official birthday. Why is it called Capitol Reef? So the reason every time good question. Before <laughs> I knew it was here in Utah, Capitol Reef, I always assumed it was somewhere near the ocean. So good question. There's actually, it's a really interesting it's reason. It's two part. So the Capitol part comes from, there's a whole bunch of formations there that are like sandstone and they look like white. white Domes. Capital, like the domes that are on all the capital buildings around the country. And so that's where the capital comes from. 
the reef comes from why it's a national park to begin with. So this, the, the, and, the, and why I was talking about how narrow it is, Capitol Reef National Park has a really unique geological feature, which is called a water pocket fold. Yep. Um, and it basically runs the length of the park. It actually goes all the way down to Glen Canyon National Recreation yeah. Area. Um, and so where, where we talked about Lake Powell a few weeks ago and the Glen Canyon Dam, like this goes all the way down to Glen Canyon. And basically it's a, the way it was formed is like the rest of the Rockies, you had two different tectonic plates like folding over on each other, but this particular area, it actually folded back. And so normally like you have one plate that goes under and the other goes on top and it just juts out. This one actually folded back around. And so there's some really cool geological stuff and it looks like, um, it looks like essentially what you would consider a reef. So yep. back in the old days, and even still today, you cannot take a ship into a coral reef. It'll fuck up your ship. Uh, even nice, big, giant ships, reefs will fuck them up. And yeah, you shouldn't walk on those either because they hurt your feet. Oh, they're so painful. Um, <laughs> but so that, that's where the reef comes from is it basically the whole area is pretty inhospitable and really is is a lot of barriers. But that fold in particular is is just a barrier to move across the region because it's a really tall cliff, um, and it's a lot cool. of exposed so you geological stuff. So that's, that's where the question. name comes from. I haven't really been to a lot of our national parks. It's kind of sad. We talk about them all the time, but I haven't really been. So, yeah, it, it's really cool there. So so that that's our overall. So now let's talk a little bit about some of the, the cool things about Capitol Reef. There's 58 known species of mammals that live in the park. Um some as small as mice, uh, wood Any rats, whales? chipmunk, whales. Mm, no, that would no. be the Great Salt Lake. Uh, chipmunk <laughs> but, and large animals such as deer, coyote, and cougars. Yeah, they're they're mostly rodents of various ilk down there. But yeah, you've got your coyotes. Or are there um, kookaburras or whatever those? No, we don't have kookaburras. That's Co- what Copybaras. Copybaras. That's what I was and, looking for. And yeah. copybaras are in South America. I know. I'm Sorry. just kidding. <clears throat> uh, copybara. The, some of the most notable are the desert bighorn sheep, which are hard to see, but but they're there, and it is cool when you can actually find them. Mule deer, of course, mountain lion, and ring-tailed deer. Yeah, and the bighorn sheep will fuck up your dogs if you let your dogs near them, so don't. Um, they are, I mean, yes, they tend to be more shy, like they don't want to be around oh, people. Yeah, no, but if you get a dog near them, they'll fuck the dog up. Oh, yeah. But they, they're super- Yeah, if you corner sorry, one. Sorry, they're super-duper cool, though. They killed several dogs up in a couple, I don't remember which canyon, but this year, this summer, there have been several dogs that have been killed by sheep, like yeah. bighorns. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I do want to talk a little bit about some of the use of the park, because when it was made a national park by LBJ- Oh, yeah. Um, part of that, there was stuff going on in Congress at the time to try and expand it, and there was some fighting as to like how long. So one of the things that's important to know with all the public land that's in Utah and, and other places too, but a lot in Utah, is grazing rights. Yep. Uh, and so ranchers get to basically graze the land for free. I mean, they lease grazing it's like rights. like a dollar for a hundred years. Yeah, or it's some, fucking like, stupid, which is why like the whole, like if you remember a few years back with the Ammon Bundys and shit where they're not paying the government for the land that they're leasing to graze their, their, their herding animals, they're fucking ass wipes. The charge is basically nothing. And so the idea was, and it still exists today, um, but um, they wanted to phase out grazing in the National yep. Monument, in the National Park. And so the, there was a big argument, how long is that going to take? 
So they had originally set it, like they were talking about 25 yeah, years. 25. Then they set it to 10 years, but they came back after it was made a national park and extended it. And so now the way it's written, people can still graze there, but only people graze there. Yep. People <laughs> graze there, but they can only, the only folks that can graze in Capitol Reef are people that were already grazing before it was made a national park. And their kids, so basically the family, if they continue to run ranching, can graze. Any child of that family can also graze until the day they die, as long as they were born before 1971, like some specific date in 71. So they're getting old. So at this point, you're getting getting down to the last of the ranchers. Yeah. So so now, like even any family ranchers that use that space uh, for grazing. So it's just an interesting thing. There was also... Um, you know, back in the fifties and the sixties, um, uranium, you know, oh, yeah. during mm-hmm. a lot of the nuclear testing, they were trying to find uranium. They were looking to give mining rights away. So they were doing extensive surveys for uranium. Thankfully, they didn't really find any in the area, uh, of note. And so they didn't give mining rights away. And that's part of why national parks exist because when right. the states own the land and the national, you know, the federal government isn't protecting it. It's just too tempting. Yeah, well, it's a lot of money. Bears ears need yeah. to say more. That, the that's whole exa- ears that's exactly the deal with bears ears. You know, when you give away those mining and oil rights, um, that's it's big money. It's big money in that. And so that's yep. why the national government, the federal government tends to protect stuff like that. So I wanted to talk about those things because those no, are, yeah, those have a lot to do with the, the, the conversation and the argument that went into these becoming a national exactly. park. So more than 230 species of birds. Some of them of note, ravens, peregrine falcons, which that's pretty cool. I didn't realize they had peregrine falcons. And the other one that I didn't realize it has is uh, golden eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They a lot, have of, lot eagles of eagles down there. out here. Uh, pinion jays and Mexican spotted owls. So those Ooh. are some of them of note. Uh, 2015, Capitol Reef was officially designated an in- international dark sky park. And I, I will say this. So Capitol Reef for, if you look at Pictures that people take, and and they're just these beautiful. They're almost all from Capitol yep. Reef. Capitol Reef is absolutely unbelievably stunning when it comes right. to seeing stars. What's well, three hundred eighty-one square miles of a lot of nothing? But what that means is just like horizon to horizon, you can see amazing stuff. Yeah, and there's really no like the closest town is what Tory. I think is kind of the the town that is yeah, right before it's like it. The closest, and it's Tory's a tiny ass town, and it's really not super close to the park. Like right. once you get into the park, so there's there's no light pollution, and I and I kind of explained where it was. There's no towns by there. <laughs> no. It's all national land, and so you know it's like national park land and monuments and stuff, and so. It's wide open and there's no light. And those are where you can see, like, you can really see the Milky Way and the different colors, the purples. You can see, you can actually see see some of the gases making colors. The naked eye, like. It's, it's really amazing. Then if you have a camera that's set for dark picture taking of the sky, you can get some of the most amazing pictures out of Capitol Reef. And yeah. you, you'll see a lot of those. If you just search for Capitol Reef um, oh, yeah. night sky, you'll you'll see tons of pictures. It's beautiful. Yeah, there. Absolutely amazing. Uh, in 2021, they averaged uh, 1.4 million visitors. Which is a lot, but nothing compared to like Zion. Yeah, Zion's gets a lot more, but that's still... That's still a decent amount. Of but I'm telling you, like, it's a good place, like, hitting up Capitol Reef, if you were going to plan a trip to Utah and you wanted to do the parks, like, if you do Zion, we would encourage, like, Bryce Canyon. 
with with not not yeah Bryce Canyon with Zion because the the slot Canyon is right by Zion there you can get them both yep. pretty close together but if you're gonna do Capital Reef you do Capital Reef um, you spend a couple days there in Canyonlands and go up through Arches and mm-hmm. that would be an amazing yep three national parks that are all basically connected they're pretty close and this together. one's typically not that busy meaning a lot of times you can do hikes where you're about the only one on the trail yeah unlike with Zion where you go on a hike. Or- <laughs> With 500 of your closest Yeah, there's friends. a ton of people there. <laughs> um, it, it is important to note, if you go to Capitol Reef, so much of it is completely undeveloped. So right. like Zion, there's well-groomed trails, and there are some of those in Capitol Reef. But there's a lot of backcountry stuff at Capitol Reef and a lot of like just freewheeling. You can go tent and pack your shit out. But you have to have permits right. to do most everything, honestly, yeah. in Capitol Reef. And just yeah. as a side note, $30 per private vehicle per week. So it's not expensive. No, not at all. And, and if you're going to do that, and we talked about this briefly when we went to um, Antelope Island, there's actually a pass that you can get that's, is it $72? You can get, well, so the Antelope Island one is a state park pass. Yeah, so state but park But you can get passes. a national park pass as well. And it's, you could get an annual pass. Yep. And then you could hit up all, all the parks. It's like, I want to say it's like 70. Yeah, it's not that two dollars or something. So if you, so my whole point is if you're going to go to Zion's and you're going to go to Capitol Reef, you're going to go to a couple, it, you might as well just get that, get that yeah. season parking pass and then you can get into all of them. So there's special use permits for a bunch of different shit. Um, there's commercial use permits for like any kind of tours that people are going to mm. do. Uh, if you're going to do, like a photography workshop, <laughs> you have to get a commercial use authorization permit. Uh, Fruta Campground, which we talked a little bit about, um, you have to have um, reservations, essentially, and which most is of permits for Fruta. Free. There's a few paid spots, but the majority of them are free. The permits are not free. You no, have no, no, to no, pay, no. yeah. The, yeah, but the spots are free. It's kind of first come, first serve, but you do have to sign up. Well, they're, yeah, they're reservable. Um, so Fruta Campground, March 1st through October 31st are the days that that is open. Um, and then from November 1st to February 28th, it's first come, first served. You don't have to reserve. They don't take reservations. Mostly because it's cold as fuck and people don't go to that park in the middle of winter. It's desert peeps. <laughs> it's really fucking cold out there in the winter time. Um, there's group campsites. Um, there are, and those, the group campsites, you got to reserve like a year in advance. Yeah. Um, there's backcountry permits. That's what I was talking about being able to go way back country and, and you have to do well, that. Part of having the part of it is so they know where who's in the park. At. Yeah. So you check in and it's okay. Yeah. We're and you can't get the, like the backcountry ones. You can't get online. You have to get them in person. Right. Um, but it's so they can keep track of you. So, so, so you come in and you say, okay, we're leaving on a Monday. We're coming back in 12 days. You're not back in 12 days, 13 days, 14 days. They start looking. They know there's a group and they know at least They're like, roughly oh, shoot, where they those were. Those dumbasses got lost. Yes. Uh, canyoneering, which is becoming more and more popular, um, which is just navigating slot canyons and stuff. You have to have permit for that. Uh, rock climbing, boulder climbing in Capitol Reef. You have to have permits for that. You have to have permits to do research projects. You have to have a permit to do anything. They're not expensive. They're not hard to get, but you have to get right. them. And it's to, once again, it's to know where you are, but it's also to preserve what's there. So they know who's doing what, where, and they can kind of keep track. Jeremy, quit writing your name on shit. <laughs> I carve my name into the, yeah. That way, if you push over a hodo, there's not any who's there, or hodos or whatever you say. So a couple more, a couple more interesting points. The lowest point is 3,877 feet. The highest point is 8,960 feet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those cliffs are really high. That's why it's called Capital Reef is some of that stuff is just straight impassable. 
So that, there's a couple, I mean, there's notable things and people and Butch Cassidy, this was one of the hideout areas that, that Butch Cassidy back in the day uh, hung out in the Capitol Reef area. There is still the, uh, one of the original schoolhouses and a couple of the original buildings that have now been turned into museums that you can go take a look at. Uh, one thing, though, that I found in, <laughs> very interesting is I was looking, I don't know why this, I saw a link to the incidents reports uh, for Capitol Reef. And so I was like, hey, when I'm doing my research, I just pulled it up and, and looked at it. So it's like 90 pages, so I didn't print it, but I, I sent the, the link to Chris so he can pull up. The very first two things on there that were so interesting, uh, Ted Bundy, if, if you want to go back and listen to our, 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 our Ted Bundy, we did a deep dive with Ted Bundy. Just before he died, like days, weeks, like just before he died, he claimed that he had killed a couple of women and he dumped so, yeah. their moraine. Two, so I'll just read Yeah, it. go ahead, go ahead. I think this is a good idea to just read these. So <laughs> Tuesday, March 21st, 1989. Uh, this is tagged as uh, 8955 Capitol Reef Search for Ted Bundy Victim. Shortly before his execution in January, serial killer Ted Bundy told investigators that he had killed eight girls and women in Utah and that one 17-year-old N.W. who uh, uh, who disappeared in 1974 was buried near Capitol Reef. Last Friday, researchers or searchers found human remains at a site one mile east of the park. Forensic tests will be conducted this week to determine if they are the remains of N.W. There is no indication that any of Bundy's victims were killed or buried in the park itself. So that was, that was the very first thing that popped up. I was like, oh, yeah. so then the second thing that popped so, up. So, well, then the follow-up is the bones found a mile um, uh, from the park boundary on the 17th turned out to be the remains of animals, not those of N.W. Uh, and then... Are you talking about the poaching conviction? Well, so, okay. So then it goes on to... Because there's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, that, it goes on to a number of of basic things, the poaching and trespassing. And there's one in there where one of the neighboring counties started to, to build a road through it illegally without permits. And so they shut them down because it was a, a public road, but they weren't... They're like, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. Trespass, illegal road construction. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so this is May 22nd, 1996. <laughs> On May sixteenth, yeah, the Department of Justice, acting on behalf of the National Park Service and the park, filed suit against Utah's Garfield County <laughs> in federal district court on Salt, in Salt Lake City. The suit was filed in response to unauthorized illegal road construction work begun by Garfield County on February thirteenth <laughs> on the Burr Trail, a sixty-six mile backcountry road uh, that crossed the spectacular national park and BLM wildlands, including Capitol Reef and Glen Canyon. <laughs> you know, this sitting. is why. The federal government has to step in and do things like this because you know not just there. the state, but the county's just like, you know, it'd be super easy if we could just get from here to there. Let's just put a road right there. Okay. All in favor. I right, let's go ahead. Yeah. Without even looking to see, um, there's the, the occasional lost scout troop. Yeah. There's this one <laughs> on, uh, May 19th of 97, a con, a contract university survey group discovered human remains in a remote backcountry area of the park. On the afternoon of May 14th, radio contact with the group was marginal, but it, uh, but items they saw at the scene suggest that the person may have been a hunter and that the body had been there for a number of years. Uh, they were able to hike in on Thursday and return to the site with a state medical examiner and county sheriff. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> the occasional missing hunter. So one of them though that I found the most interesting, and it's down towards the end, Patagonia, the, the company Patagonia. Oh, yeah. Let me find. <laughs> was doing their yearly okay. uh, photo shirt for their catalog. Did so, you find that one? Yeah, Friday, <laughs> September 19th, 2014. 
So this is even more recent. Uh, three pay for resource damage caused in catalog shoot. In September 2011, a photograph in Patagonia clothing uh, catalog appeared of two climbers making a first ascent of a climbing route in the park. Rangers identified the route and determined that, the, that new bolts had been installed. <laughs> and, oh, no. And that the, the hyperlink to this thing, trending of rocks uh, on the route had occurred. Both of these actions are prohibited under uh, the, the statute. During the investigation, the two additional climbing routes were identified as first ascents, completed by the individuals identified in the Patagonia catalog, <laughs> and a newly identified third party not associated with the Patagonia fo- photograph. Oh, no. All three individuals were held liable for damages in accordance to the Park System Resource Protection Act. Um, in May, a sum of $4,000 was paid to Capitol Reef National Park after negotiations between the NPS and the solicitor of the defendant's attorney. <laughs> so one of the things, as you know, someone who's all nerdy with insurance and shit, that happens when you get a permit is usually like for photography and stuff like that, since it's probably professional, you're, you know, you don't have like a, a Jeremy who just wants to go out there and take a, a cool picture or somebody like that. You, It's someone like Patagonia, um, you have to have certain limits of insurance. So if you do shit like that, <laughs> they know that they can get, get some funds to, to correct it. Or if they can't correct it to at least, you know, sort it out and, and try and get it back to the way that it was. So, you know, they require commercial limits of coverage and they require you to tell your insurance company like where you're going and what it needs to, what needs to be covered <laughs> by it. And you have to list like the county or the state or whoever's running the particular, you know, closed off area, list them to be, <laughs> be the one that's reimbursed by the pro- for the problem. So here's another one. Friday, February 3rd, 2012. Vandals pay thousands for site restoration. This is what we were talking about. This shit happens way too often. Yep. In August 2010, rangers discovered the vandalism had occurred at an archaeological site in the park where the historic, where historic signatures had been inscribed by famous Western personalities, Butch Cassidy, Matt Warner, and Silvertip. The recently inscribed names of at least eight individuals, along with the year 2010, were etched into the walls of the alcove near the historic inscriptions. Now, this is the best part. By investigating Facebook postings, (laughs) rangers were able to identify the responsible individuals as a result of information they had posted about the recent family reunion in the park. Stupid dummy. Once identified, members of the group took full responsibility. They paid a total of $6,045 for restoration. Um... I just like, what is the point of <laughs> saying like we were here too? Oh, look, my Butch name Ca- is so cool. Butch Cassidy fucking signed this. Let me sign it. I was here too. Like we were here too. Like you see the petroglyphs fucking draw a smiley face next to it. Like what the shit, man? Yeah. What are you doing? It's only cool if you draw the well, sideways. And there are petroglyphs in Capitol Reef yeah. that are thousands of years old. Yeah. Don't touch that stuff. Don't. That's you mine. are not as important, I it swear. It is fucking mind-boggling to me, the stupid hits. And then to put it on fucking Facebook. Well, it was those idiots who were pushing over the hoodoos yeah. a couple of years ago, and they had that it was on a, social media. That was a fucking scout troop. Yeah. Uh, and so what we talked about with, like, hikers rescued and stuff like that, like, okay, the, the permits... Three overdue hikers were rescued in 2019. Yep. Um, I've actually heard a couple reports even as early as this year of that sort of thing. Um 
Also, flash floods happen a lot in Capitol Reef, yeah. just like all the other desert parks out there. If it's raining, like this, especially this time of year when we have monsoons, the flash floods are real. And the they, ground is super, super dry and hard, and so the water does not go they, into it easily, they and it don't, just goes across it like cement. They don't look dangerous when they start to come at you. Like, yeah. it's the weirdest fucking thing because it just looks like, like, almost slow moving. If you guys have seen any of the stuff coming out of, like, Nevada where all the, you're sitting on the road and all of a sudden, like, it kind of looks like the road is moving and then you realize, no, it's water. And before you know it, the water's overtaking your car and people are, like, hurrying, trying to turn around. Yeah. And Imagine not, that, but with... Not overtaking your car, like being higher than your car. No. The water is... There's so much of it. It's moving at such a pace. It will lift your car off the ground yes. and take move it. it. Yep. And it's... Now, imagine that in a like a slot canyon or someplace where you can't, you can't get, get out of. of. The water starts to fill up. You're treading for a while and then it's dangerous. you drown. Yeah. The flash flooding stuff is incredibly dangerous. Um, but... Capitol Reef, uh, I would say go visit it. It's it's got some really cool stuff. Um, you, I mean, you can't see some of the stuff that's there, like the, especially the 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 water pocket field that runs the length of it. There's not a lot of places on the planet that you can see something like that, um, and yep. it's just absolutely incredible to see the different layers of different plates of the earth folded on each other and worn down after, you know, millennia. They do a lot of archaeological work out there. The University of Utah, uh, other, other universities do a lot of work there. They've found all kinds of remains, but just, just the geological fascination. I mean, to be able to stand there and look at, hundreds of thousands of layers of, it is a park I would suggest planning to camp at. Yeah. uh, If you can, that's probably the best way to see it. Plan to camp, Really take some long back back road hikes into it, back country hikes into it, uh, while you're this staying. This is why there. I'll never go. <laughs> but that's the kind of park <laughs> it is. I think you know some other parks like Yellowstone. You can stay oh, yeah. at the edge and drive through Arches is really great for that. Even Zion. Oh, and they do, there is a, a natural arch, Capitol Reef. Yeah, there are some natural arches there. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. There are some hoodoos there. I think mm-hmm. there are slot canyons there. Um, but it's really the, the, the spine down the center of it is what they call it. it that fold is, is one of the big, well, big I, things. Well, I looked at movies, not as many as some of the others. John Carter, part of John Carter was filmed there. A whole bunch of movies I'd never heard of. <laughs> but they, they do some filming in there. Obviously, Zion's is much more popular. But, but that, that is a nice thing. It's not as popular as Zion's, which means you can get there and you're not going to feel crowded and you're not in a big group of people. You can take your time. Uh, see the sights. Just to give you an idea of the uh, the average temperatures uh, in uh, the winter there, 40 degrees average high for a temperature. The average daily mean, 30 degrees. So below freezing every day of the winter. Pretty cold. That's why nobody goes there in the wintertime. Yeah. Record lows are, are really cold. So yeah, I... No one goes there. April to October, basically, is the time people visit that park. And um, the summer's really hot. Like, June, July, August are in the, like, low 90s, upper 80s. That's um, not that hot. It could be hotter, I guess. It's a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you guys like that. Uh, chat about Capitol Reef. Um, you know, it's uh, we got to pull audibles every once in a while. But uh, it's okay. I like it. 
I like talking about our national parks. Yeah. Should we do a thingy? Yep. I'll try and uh, get the the blog done. I I was busy this weekend. This is weird. This is hard to read. Yeah, yeah. Like the blue on on uh, graph paper. Let's see what it says. Um, Life would be a lot more fun if everyone's middle name was motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was a fucking episode. This is, that is uh, a. <laughs> Free motherfucking Herrera Birch. That's right. That's Jeremy just, motherfucking Gates. Just sounds a lot more impressive, doesn't Christopher it? Christopher motherfucking Birch. That's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> made today fun by silently inter- make today fun by silently inserting motherfucking into the name of everyone you come into contact with. Ben motherfucking Franklin. <laughs> Grandpa motherfucking Bob. <laughs> The lady from accounting, she's now Carol motherfucking Cooper from accounting. (laughs) Somehow this makes those financial spreadsheets more bearable, right? It's going to be a great motherfucking day. I like that one. That's a good one. What do do you do, Jeremy, though, when you're working at home? Is it like Heather motherfucking wife? Like uh, Heather motherfucking Gates. Yeah, Yeah, but. Full title. Yeah. But I don't think Jeremy calls his wife Heather very often. Don't you call her like honey? Or do you call her Babe, Heather? Call her Heather. Heather. I don't know. I don't think Chris ever calls me by my name unless he's trying to get my attention. No, and then I have to say her actual name because she hates it. To so really get I, her attention. Remember, you know at the beginning of this thing where people say, people say my name and I never pay attention? Yes. It's I, real. I, like, I'll be like, hey, Bree. <laughs> Bree. Bree. I'll get louder because maybe she can't hear me. Bree. Bree. Nothing. And then I'll be like, hey, Brenda, what do you want for dinner? And it's She's like, like, don't fucking that? call me that name. That's not my name. I hate that name. I don't say that's not my name. I hate that name. Don't call me that. I'm like, I fucking called you your other name 10 times <laughs> and you responded to that one. So what am because I supposed to do? Because that's like my work name. And so my brain is like, oh, something important must be happening. So that's why he uses it. The work name is more important than the home name. Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. Fuck me. Uh, our website is up and running. <laughs> Thenewutah.com. It was down today for Like I uh, said, and I'll, I will try and get the blog done I, for our adventure. I think it was, uh, I think it was just the host. I think they were doing something on the server at the time I had to get we on. didn't talk about our, our Friday adventure of no internet. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, maybe well, we, it didn't suck that bad, but. We, we can talk about it next week, maybe, but we should review the place that we went to dinner next week, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we should. I think we've got enough for this episode. Follow us on social media is at TNU Podcast. Um, we love to talk to you. Uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to this on and tell people about the show. Um, otherwise, have a good motherfucking week. Um, <laughs> go to the state motherfucking fair. And visit Capitol Reef. Capital no, mother- motherfucking mo- yeah. reef. <laughs> you got to put it in the middle. Visit Capital motherfucking reef. Or Capital Reef motherfucking national park. Yeah, nah. there we go. No, nah, I like Capital motherfucking reef. That's yeah. Better. It's a little more. Mm. Canyon motherfucking lands. 